Hello, hello, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Oshun Says. I am your host, Love, and I just want to thank you for tuning in tonight. Unfortunately, I am not feeling 100%. I have uh, started back being plant-based vegan, and I don't think that I've been consuming enough food and enough carbs, you know, so I've been feeling a little lightheaded, but you know, as goddesses, we push through regardless. So here I am with you, and I hope you guys have had a fantastic week. Um, I just finished watching or catching up rather um, the series finale of Being Mary Jane and I enjoyed it. You know, I'm glad that Mary Jane got everything she wanted. The man, the baby, the career. Um, it was it was a nice fairy tale ending. Um, sometimes, you know, we don't get our lives the way we planned it out, you know, in our head. She wanted, she wanted a man, she wanted a career, she wanted a husband, I mean, I'm sorry, a baby, and she got it all. It just wasn't in the most conventional way, and that's just, like, how life really is, you know, you have this plan in your head of what you want and then boom God be like "Eh, we're gonna do it the way I say it's gonna go and oftentimes it's not what you envision but nevertheless you know she got what she wanted um I'm so glad that Kara got what she wanted a man that loves her and allows her to have her career um I'm so You know, it was a scary situation to be faced with uh, breast cancer, but she womaned up and handled her affairs and was steadfast in her decision to remove both of her breasts. What do you, were you guys, what do you think about that? I mean, would you have been able to make that decision to cut off both breasts just to eliminate the fear, just to have peace of mind and just say, forget vanity. Um, I know for me, being that she had a history of, of breast cancer or any cancer in her family, I think she made the best decision for herself. And I probably would have done the same. I probably would have done the same. Um, But I am glad that, you know, in the end, everybody, everybody got what they wanted. Nisi got her, got her salon. You know, the brother, the youngest brother got the house to remain in the family. Mom and dad was able to figure it out and get and stay together it was just a nice way to tie up all the loose ends and say goodbye to one of my favorite shows actually um in being mary jane i'm glad we got that finale and they didn't do us like how 
they did with uh, Girlfriends. Y'all remember that show? (laughs) I swear, I really, really, really wish they would have gave us some sort of closure with that. But maybe one day we'll get a movie like they did with Sex in the City. And maybe Tony and Joan can make amends. Right? That would be ideal. So, uh, again, I do thank you for coming, for joining with me tonight. Um, I hope you enjoy the podcast. When we come back, we're going to highlight some very special people in the neighborhood and nationwide. So, stay tuned. Okay, so now it's time for my favorite segment of the show called Ocean's Crown. And in this segment is where we celebrate our local and national heroes, people who are doing great things in um, the community, in our community, in their lives. We also celebrate black love in this um, segment. Um, but today is going to be a little different because I just got wind of a story that has me at the height of pistol. But also, I'm so proud of this woman for standing up for herself. Her name is Rosetta Sweeney. She's from Dorm, um, North Carolina. And, um... She actually was on vacation with her daughter. They went to Las Vegas for Easter weekend and was returning home on Frontier Airlines. When her daughter sat in their seat, she felt like something wet and instantaneously she's, the daughter was like, oh my God, what is this? Like, And the daughter smelled it and came to the conclusion that it was vomit naturally every you know the mother and the daughter was extremely disgusted so the mother said okay I need you guys to move my seat clean this mess up because my daughter my daughter just touched it and um we're not sitting here I'm a paying customer and this is disgusting they refused to allow this woman to move her seat and they refused to clean up the mess. First of all, this is a biohazard. Like, it's unbelievable that they expected this woman to sit and sit and vomit for this entire flight and not complain is said that the flight attendant said it was not her job. Now, um, Frontier Airlines claimed that the woman was um, acting irrational and she um, was offered another seat and she didn't want to take the other seat um, and she just became unruly. So they had to call the police. What they didn't know was that somebody on that plane was recording, okay? And we have 
footage of the woman being like so calm and explaining her situation and I don't think I would have the same mannerisms that she had in that moment at all okay not to like I said the daughter touched it okay so you know she's sitting in another seat and they called the police on this woman. The police came and was like, okay, well, they're going to um, allow you to catch another flight in the morning. And she's like, okay, are they going to put me in a hotel? And they're like, uh, they didn't mention it. She's like, well, then I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. They can clean this mess or they can allow me to sit in this seat that is clean and we can go on our merry, way, our merry way. Nobody's coming. Nobody else is coming on this flight. So let me have a clean seat that I paid for. Next thing you know, you see this woman getting arrested. Arrested. The daughter, the 14-year-old daughter is bawling uncontrollably. And the mother is like, because I asked you guys to clean the seat, this is what you do. And then on top of that, to add insult to injury, everybody had to get off of the plane and they had to clean the, the, um, the, the, the vomit up anyway. So this woman was arrested for no reason. And at this moment, she is still being um, charged for misdemeanor trespassing. Excuse me? Excuse me, Frontier Airlines? This is what you do? I need to walk with a bottle of bleach in order to have a seat that I can sit in on your on your plane and your nasty, rude behind behave um behaved uh flight attendants is just gonna say that's not her job and call the police and refuse that she sits in another seat. I thought there was supposed to be a standard that planes are supposed to meet before they can even take off. So, Ms. Rosetta, she has contacted a civil rights attorney and she is going to sue Frontier Airlines. I suggest that she, I don't know all the legal terms, okay, but I definitely see intentional infliction of emotional distress for her and her daughter, okay? I see some sort of like a bio weapons type of charge that they need to to be compensated for she also needs to sue the city of durham or no not durham las vegas police department sue sue the cleaning company who was supposed to make sure the clean was the the plane was clean and whoever is supposed to like do that checklist they need to be held accountable too okay and that flight attendant i'm suing everybody i want heads i want everyone whoever fired if whoever if it was a flight it's the if it's the um captain of the plane needs to be held accountable let's get him in line as well okay that was disgusting frontier airlines and kudos to you miss rosetta for standing up for yourself being a great example to your daughter that she don't have to accept 
less than exceptional, remarkable service. Okay. And I hope that, you know, I hope that you guys get, um, compensated and, um, a lot is like, you guys are made whole through this whole situation because I was so very upset watching this and the way this lady handled herself with such poise is, is goddess worthy. Okay. So Ms. Rosetta, I'm so sorry that you had to experience this, but at the same time, I salute you and I hope you wear this Oshun crown with pride. And we're back. So tonight's topic is going to be about the importance of sisterhood. And um, this is a very, very personal and I feel very important topic um, to tackle, especially among the black community, because we really are all that we have don't get me wrong our brothers do you know love us and appreciate us but black women we know we are at the bottom of the totem pole and the energy that it takes to be a black woman is unknown unmatched by any other group of people so you know I really feel like we really have to understand the importance of being there for one another and hearing each other out and just being gentle with one another you know we (laughs) we have a fire within us and we have a tenacity that is unmatched but I really don't believe that we have to be that way with with each other I get it if you know people are gonna have conflict I get that but there are times when I can see a sister walking past and it takes nothing for me to say wow I love your dress your dress Oh, you're wearing those shoes, girl. Give me those shoes. What size is that? Um, Or just pass a a compliment, share a compliment with another girl. You don't ever know what those kind words is going to do for that sister. And I know and I've seen that that is not always the spirit that is reciprocated and given to me. And I'm sure you all can relate. Um, I'm going to get a little personal and share with you guys something that happened to me not too recently. Not too not too far, far long ago. I mean, it was literally like a couple months. So I was seeing this guy, you know, off and on. Ugh, it was really annoying. It was, it was off and on for like three four years it was pretty ridiculous <laughs> but um 
you know, he he gave me what I needed when I needed it. And the same, I guess, went for him. Um, we always had a certain understanding, but and there was always a certain level of respect and honesty that I was that that I kind of cherished between us. And for whatever reason, this time he didn't he didn't respect the boundaries. He didn't respect himself. He didn't respect me, and he didn't respect um, another another young lady that um, he brought into this situation. Um, this guy ended up being intimate with someone else that I was fairly cool with and lied about it lied about the intentions because I kind of saw the everything brewing um and I asked and I got nothing but blatant lies back in return um and he kind of diminished who I was in his life um but it is that's not even that's not even the important part the important part of all of this was how she and I decided to handle this situation. A lot of people would have been really nasty to one another, really um, take that opportunity to tear down each other, but she put herself in my position, called me up, and we shared the truth amongst between each other and we was able to be there for one another to heal together from what this man did you know this was an opportunity for it could have went either way it could have been an opportunity for us to really unite in the way that we did and be there and 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 bond or we could have been enemies and tear each other down and create a smear campaign about each other and have other people in our business talking about each other and just really, really be ugly and nasty. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful because although we were, we were like cool, like, you know, lukewarm, that situation that we went through together it really really I really feel like I have a sister now like in fact I just reached out and was like hey how you doing we don't talk all the time but she crossed my mind I said you know what let me stop what I'm doing I'm gonna reach out to her I'm gonna see how she doing because at the end of the day she was she's not my enemy she didn't even know I didn't know I had an inkling, but it was it wasn't it wasn't on us. We didn't do anything to each other. Okay, and there was no reason to become enemies based on the lies and deceit and and just nastiness of somebody else. Of a, of, a, of a man in a situation. We wasn't going to allow that man to win in this in this scenario because he was the one who held the truth 
and he's the one who lied. And I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna tear her down or bash her, and she wasn't gonna do the same. So I really, really, really respect Homegirl for that. Um, and and I'm glad that you know she and I we were on the same page, like about who we are as women. You know, we really knew who we really knew who we were as individuals. And she knew enough about me to say like, nah, this don't sound, this don't feel right, this don't seem right. You not being honest with me, dude. And I knew enough about her like I know you misrepresented some you misrepresented something here. I know you're not you didn't you was not being a thousand percent honest with her. And we took it upon ourselves to get to the truth and place blame where it belongs. And that's what we need as as in sisterhood more often than not. Like I don't wanna see I don't wanna see us like tearing each other down for no reason or because of a misunderstanding. Um, I really believe that people do what they do, the way they do it, based on who they are and the information they have at the time. So if you have, if you have, if you have high self-esteem and you know how to communicate efficiently it takes nothing for you to say you know what let me take a moment let me pick up the phone let me reach out to this girl and find out what the problem is but if you on a low you 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 not feeling the best within yourself you are in a place where you have not dealt with past hurts or you haven't seen an example of sisterhood, you're going to take the opportunity to be nasty and low down against another woman when all you have to do is pick up the phone. But you don't know no better. So here it is, me, love, talking to you guys in this podcast, telling you you have options on how to deal with your sister. It doesn't have to be nasty. It could be loving. It could be nurturing. It could be it could be just something positive. Try another way than being nasty. Okay? And then if you are one of these girls that say, "Oh, I don't I don't have I don't trust girls. I don't I don't have girlfriends around me because this 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 that I have to say you know what go and do your work on yourself because there's some some type of low vibrations that's attracting those type of people to you okay understand your pathology understand why the people that you have in your life the women that you meet in your life reinforces childhood traumas that have you that have you thinking that you can't get along with other women because it's not true 
It's not true. I have a circle of women that I can really, really count on when, when, when push come to shove. They can anticipate my needs. And don't get me wrong, I don't even believe in best friend. Nope. No, I believe I am my, I am my own best friend. That's what I was taught. You are your own best friend. Nobody's going to treat you like you. No one's going to look out for you like you do. Okay, but I do have some great, great, fantastic women that I can actually call a friend in my life. And they've proven themselves over and over again. You know, they had opportunities to let someone badmouth me and they didn't. They checked them so hard like, uh uh-uh, uh-uh, you ain't going, you're not going to. You're not going to do that to my friend. And to this day, they don't even know that I heard them defending my honor. To this day. And I'm forever grateful for that. To this day, I can close my eyes and I can be like, wow, I won't have, I can't pay my gas bill. Oh my goodness, what am I going to do? All I have to do is just say, oh, I'm stressed. And my girls will say, what's going on? Next thing I know, I'm getting a cash app or something. And vice versa. You sick in the hospital? You, you, what you need? I'm coming. I'm there for you. Let's, oh, you need to get this. Oh, okay, you moving? Okay, I'm coming over. We're going to have a packing party. We're going to help you pack up and everything together. That is what we need because we as women just go through things that nobody else, no other, of course, men can't relate to. Children not going to relate to it. Imagine, like I just said earlier in the podcast, Kara had... In, in the show, Being Mary Jane, Kara had breast cancer. She couldn't go to, she couldn't go to her um, mom because her mom, you know, wouldn't be able to handle it. Her sister, she didn't feel as responsible. She had a friend. She had a friend that she can call on. We need each other. Girls, we need each other. Men, they have a way they can just, ah, uh, they fight today. Later on, they, they see each other. Ah, uh, it's nothing. They talking like nothing. But I don't know what it is with us. We can hold on to, we can hold on to some grudges. And trust me, as I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to myself. Okay, because I know for me, I have a girlfriend. Well, she was more like a big sister to me, but I felt that she betrayed me. I felt that she did me wrong. And it took a long time for me to forgive her. Way too long. Because any in that time, who knows what kind of life challenges she could have faced. I know I had some. And I'm glad to be here. That we were able to still, you know, now we are, you know, we're cordial with one another. We can see one another if we wanted to. You know, she has my number. I have her number. And we have a chance to bond. I'm not saying that we're going to be as close as we were, but at least, at least I have one more woman in my corner for me. All right. I didn't, I don't want this to be like a long drawn out rant, but it's just really, really important. Like allow each other, allow, allow your friends to make mistakes. We put our friends on this impossible pedestal Okay, and 
they and we're not and we make mistakes we're not we're not perfect we're gonna but the same way we can forgive these raggedy ass dudes for betraying our trust breaking our hearts stomping on it and whatnot why not forgive your sister why not no why not say all right i get it you wasn't at your best when you did what you did but if you're remorseful and you really, really want to atone, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do so. Because it's a lot of work to hold a grudge and to be nasty. That's a lot of work. It's so easy just to be nice. Try it. Try it. Just be good to one another. We need each other. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> All right, sisters, I love you. I love you. And if you're in my circle, oh, know that I celebrate you. I celebrate all your victories. I want you to do the best you can. And I want to see everybody win. I really, 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 really do. And I hope you will have, want the same for me. But that's okay if you don't. I'm winning regardless. It's either you're going to be on my team or you're not. You're going to watch on the sidelines and be salty. But there's really no need to be. There's really no need to be salty. Because I want you to win too. And you never know. Your sister that you hating on could very well put your name in the mouth of someone who could change your life for the better. Be nice to people. You never know who they are. Be nice. It takes nothing to be nice. It really, really don't. All right. And we'll be back with Oshun Says Call of the Week. Okay, we're back. And I really hope that you guys... Um, I found a lot of jewels in this in tonight's episodes, especially my sisters. Like, I really, really want us to do better with one another, be more gentle to one another, um, and 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 just celebrate when you hear or you see, you know, your fellow girlfriend doing great things. We need those praises. We really do because sometimes you never you never know you never know what somebody else is is going through so it would really really be helpful if we can just uplift one another in that way okay um if you know of someone doing great things in your neighborhood or nationally or you have an anniversary coming up, or you found love, or you're having a baby, and you want some recognition, please do not hesitate to email me at says at gmail.com, and we will shout you out. We'll celebrate you. Um, we will lift you up, because it, can, it may very well encourage somebody else. So... You know, I really want you guys to participate and I really would like for 
us to celebrate each other, okay? So um, send me your emails at says at gmail.com. And I, like I said, I really hope that you guys um, enjoyed this week's episode. The Oshun quote of the week, Oshun says quote of the week is to ask yourself, when did I know this wasn't going to work and why did I stay? That is where you'll find your healing. And this is, this applies to many sectors in your life, not just for man and woman relationship. It could be a job, it could be, you know, with your, with your friends, okay? When did you know that it wasn't going to work and why did you stick around for the abuse? Once you're able to answer those questions, you can start to heal and forgive yourself. All right, guys, I hope you have a blessed week. I thank you again for joining in. And you guys be sure to check me out every Thursday at 7 p.m. And um, I hope you guys will, you know, (laughs) continue to support me. All right. Be well. Be black and be blessed. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Oshun Says the Podcast. I am your host. Love and I am here with my dear, dear, dear good friend Derek. Thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. If this is your first time joining Oshun Palace, I promise it's gonna be an insightful conversation. You're gonna have a good time, you're gonna have your own opinion of what we talk about. It's a money back guarantee and it's free, so we can make sure that, <laughs> yeah. And if this is, if you are returning, welcome back. I hope you all had a wonderful week. And um, as you can tell, I'm still very enthusiastic about Game of Thrones on Sunday. I've been on a high. I think I'm still, I think I'm now about a level four. What about this? I'm trying to do the Avengers. I know, thing. I know, I know, I, I know. I had it in my head because I was singing it over the weekend, but I can't, I can't pull it up right now because now you got Game of Thrones in my head. Yeah, we're gonna focus on Game of Thrones because that was the better show. Anyway, so <laughs> yes, but I mean, I enjoy Avengers, but I really, 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 really enjoyed this last episode of Game of Thrones. If you guys have not watched this last episode too bad, I'm talking about it anyway. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with that episode. What do you think? You know what I think, and it's not going to be a popular opinion, <sighs> but I think I'm a bigger Game of Thrones fan than you. I've seen better episodes. I know everyone loves it. I'm not taking anything away from the, the show, 
I mean, it was what it is. My girl showed out. That was it was one good scene. It was a good scene in there. Oh my god! One Everything good else, scene. I couldn't see what was going on. So you got to tell me. See, that's the thing. You know, some people are so analytical and some people and so cerebral that they cannot just look at something and enjoy for what it is. Derek is an engineer by trade, so he can't he can't just look at it and just take it for the surface value. He is gonna critique it. So you're saying it. I'm not a deep person? I can't no, see nuances. No, I'm saying that I said you're I... very, very deep. Maybe sometimes too deep. Uh-huh. That it takes the joy Not, out of something. Nothing in the show allows me to go deep into it. It was just gnashing of teeth and, and so yeah, mm-hmm. um, gnashing of teeth, swords, people dropping. I don't know who it was. Well, I, I could see I, everything I needed to see. I saw, and it was enough to get me hype. I mean, I was literally screaming in my apartment. I thought the police was gonna come knocking on my door uh-huh. at any moment. Till the cops come knocking. <laughs> another show, another time. <laughs> but, you know, I did enjoy it. I also, you know, we saw Avengers. It was almost like tradition for us to go see Avengers mm-hmm. now. And, you know, I was, I left feeling just as emotional as I was the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, the first hour of it, in my opinion, I was like, okay, they could have really, really wrapped this up real quick. I was starting to fall asleep. I went, did uh-huh. you see that? Yeah. You did? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> I could tell, like, the energy. But, again, I, I go back to it. The energy in the theater was not ideal. And I, I can say that because I had been to another theater. Mm-hmm. And Nerd Alert, I went, I went to see it again after we A went. A third time? Yeah, I'm about that nerd life. And I uh, went back to Stonecrest, and again, the theater was hype again. It was so hype. It was different. I was like, damn, I wish Love would have been here, because she would have enjoyed it more. And even through the beginning part, it wasn't boring because people were engaged or whatever. You would have mm-hmm. been more engaged. I think the sleepiness of the theater. Mm, yeah, we went to the Blanquito Theater. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what Blanquito means... Google it. <laughs> That's still the slang version, though. But it was not... A black theater, I'll say that much. There's and no no seasoning in the theater. No seasoning, just salt and pepper, <laughs> a sprinkle of salt and a dash of pepper, and but at the end it got hype a little bit, but it's still. But it was mainly me bit. making a noise. Yeah. Like we was trying to um, flavor flavor that thing. Flavor flavor, but it was genuine um, reaction. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. for me. So. But yes, we're going to have a good time this episode. And when we come back, it's time, it will be time for my favorite, favorite segment. We call it Oshun's Crown. And uh, Derek, I hope you have yours ready. I hope you have your, your recipient. I got some crowns. Oh, you got some crowns. Yeah. I... Miss Aria getting one of them. Yes, Aria. <laughs> but you know, we be... I'm just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's been getting crowns all week. Let her sit on a throne. All right, guys. We'll be right back. Okay. So, wait a minute. I just. Okay. So, we're back. And it is now time for one of my favorite segments called Oshun's Crown. In this segment, we celebrate people who are doing phenomenal things in the neighborhood, locally, or um, nationally, and um, if you know someone who's doing great things in their neighborhood, 
Or if you know somebody who's recently got married, got a promotion, if you're pregnant and you're having a baby, feel free to let us know at says at gmail.com. Every week, we'll celebrate you, we'll honor you, we'll give you the acknowledgement that you deserve. So I'm going to go first. And my Oshun crown would go to Miss Kaylee Garris. She is 18 years old from Connecticut. Um, and she was recently crowned Miss Teen USA. Um, my favorite part about her victory is the fact that she had <laughs> like the best, fullest 3C Afro rocking it with like just glowing skin that melanin was popping and radiating and the minute they put the crown on her head it didn't fit like I shouldn't say it didn't fit it got lost in her own hair like it was so her hair was so massive it was reaching up to the heavens looking so glorious and that little crown that they gave her I mean it was nice but her hair was right, better right. <laughs> So, you know, Kaylee is 18, as I stated, and she is um, a student at Joseph A. Foreign High School. Her major was theater arts, and she has aspirations of becoming a trauma nurse. So, Kaylee, I hope that you wear your Oshun crown with pride. You can wear yours every single day. You know, you don't have to worry about... No one coming and trying to snatch it off and falling off and breaking. Nope. Oshun's crown is strong as steel, honey, but beautiful and way bigger than what they gave you. All right. So, Derek, who, who are you crowning this week? So, I came across a couple of stories um, that touched me. So, um, one of them was there's a story, um, young brother. 11 years old, Jaquiel Jackson out of Chicago, Illinois, and his passion is helping out the homeless. So what this young kid did at eight, he started his own organization um, called the I Am Project. And what Jaquiel does with his um, organization is he gives out what he calls blessing bags. Okay. Um, it's mainly centered around in Chicago, his hometown, but he's also donated to uh, other countries, Swaziland. Um, he's helped volcano victims in Guatemala. Wow. And our brothers and sisters in Puerto Rico to deal with the hurricane. So far, he's given away up to 20,000 um, blessing bags to uh, people in need. Wow. So, and this brother has just turned 11. So, we... Um, <laughs> we slacking in life. Yeah, we slacking, but we... <laughs> <laughs> we salute and we hey, we take leaders in all shapes, sizes, and ages, Amen. whoever one that steps to the forefront. Right. So I just want to salute uh, that young brother. So let me ask you though, yes. what's in the blessing bag? What oh, is toilet, toiletries, um, things that you might need, socks, um, cleaning materials, mm -hmm. and uh, things of that nature. Wow. How can anyone donate if they want to help him out? Well, his, his uh, organization is called Project I Am. Um, I would just say just Google that. Google that. Let me see if there's a website. Um, but he was also interviewed in Forbes. But yeah, his project, you would have to look up his project. Project I Am is the name of it by Jaquiel Jackson out of Chicago, Illinois. Well, Mr. Jaquiel Jackson, okay, we're going to crown you this week. And 
I am so impressed. 11 years old. Mm-hmm. 11 years old. A young kid. What, make, were you, what were you doing at 11? I was being chased by moose. Oh, yeah? In Alaska. Being chased by moose in Alaska. <laughs> and we all got different journeys. I mean, you know. How I got to Alaska is another story for another time. But, honey... Yeah, being hard-headed, running, going through the um, woods where my aunt says not to go and gotten chased by moose. But that's what I was doing. What you were doing at 11? We can't talk about that right now. Oh. <laughs> you a lie. Uh, you lie. Anger, post show. Anyway. <laughs> Jaquil, keep on being an example in Chicago. Okay, we salute you and may you wear your crown with pride. Do you have anybody else? Yes. Also, there was a story of a Trey Lawson. And Trey Lawson was a up-and-coming track star. Um, he was one of the top track stars in the nation. He was being recruited by the likes of Clemson and Auburn. But back in 2017, um, after a track meet, um, he was in a car driving home. And the car was involved in a crash. And he was very severely injured. This, um Spinal cord was nearly severed, so he was uh, went to the hospital. He was under for four weeks, for about a month, and when he came to, um, they had to tell him that he was, you know, paralyzed, uh, no. partially paralyzed. Um, but there's a happy ending. Um, he's now a student at Fort Valley State, and just recently, last month in March, he finally made his return to the track, and he made his first. He walked completely around the track with the help of the uh, with the, uh, the help of a walker. Wow! And he is determined to continue to get back on the track field and continue to improve. So we wish him all the luck and the blessings. Just shows you the fortitude of that you have to have, even in the face of setbacks, uh, debilitating setbacks. And, of course, you deal with the range of emotions that come with that. But we yeah. just salute him for his fortitude and his determination. Oh, my goodness. That is... What a story. What yeah. a testament, right? Like, just keep pushing. Keep fighting. And never mat- no matter what they say, they say he was paralyzed. And here he is defying medical science saying like I'm going to walk because I want to walk and mm-hmm. I'm going to run because I want to run and I'm going to get back into track tip top shape and like I said like people people are such like inspirations just doing what they want to do doing seeing a need seeing an uh, opportunity to be better and then they go ahead and they do so so we definitely salute you. I hope you wear your crown with pride. We are so proud of you. We're rooting for you. And wow, that was, I'm blown away. I really am. But that concludes this segment of Oshun's Crown. And as I stated, if you know someone who has a victory, has a milestone in your neighborhood or you know, what about you? You got a promotion. You finally got your passport and you get to go all over the all over the world. You can let me know. You can let us know at Ocean Says. You got a mixtape? You slinging that quick trip? I mean, yeah, we, we got a mixtape too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> let us know. Okay. Email us at Ocean Says at gmail.com. And 
Coming up would be a very, very insightful conversation. Um, I hope that you guys are ready because this is definitely supposed to be reaching somebody. This is placed on my heart. It's been reoccurring in my mind. And then Derek and I, we had the conversation pop up. So I know that this is a this is an assignment for me to talk about this. So we'll be back. Okay, we're back. And today's topic, <laughs> it's going to be a good one. I mean, this thing kind of been going on for, I would say about two years. And it's a, I'm going I'm to I'm introduce the topic like this. I know the prayer that Sierra said to get her man. And I know that a lot of us have been looking forward to hearing what she said. We want, we want specifics. We've been asking for details behind this prayer. I, I, I got Are it. Are you sure you want to give this away? Because a lot of women would pay good money for this. Uh, you know what? You should sell this with like a prayer cloth at like 2 a.m. <laughs> in the morning. Like call in, get this prayer. You know what though? It's not even what everybody think it is. It's not even what you assume that's going to be. Well, I have my... Okay, I'm going to write down what I think is in the prayer. Okay. But you continue. Yes. So, like I said, it's not what you think it is. It's not... Yes, you know, they say pray with, with you know, specifics and what you want. Know what you want. You know, you got to ask God for exactly what it is you want. And all that is true. That's part of it. Okay. I feel like the essential part of that is really, really believing deep down inside what it is that you're asking for. And it won't be because you said, it won't be because you said, oh, I want him to be tall and or have this job and be a leader in a community and stuff like that. No, you got to tap in to the traumas in your life. Work all them things out. Work out all of that stuff. Work out all that tra childhood trauma. You got to pray to God that you are healed from anything that was less than worthy than what you deserve because that is how you're going to attract and that is how you're going to see who your husband is, who that Russell, Russell Wilson for your life is going to be. That You can't say, okay, I want this guy to be so respectful but yet, you never dealt with the hurt that your mom instilled by calling you dumb. And so now, you think you're going to manifest and will from deep within a man that's going to be able to uplift you. No, you're just going to find somebody who's going to reinforce those childhood traumas over and over and over again until... You tap in and do the work 
that you need to do to heal from that trauma. And then eventually, once you work on these things, you're going to start realizing and recognizing men who mirror where you are in your journey. What do you think about that? I am taking it in. Um, yeah, these are ideas and concepts that have been circulated. And I think we're all kind of like least, you know, somewhat familiar with them. The issue comes with how do you apply it? And it's like a day in, day out um, situation. What you're actually explaining, um, I know Sierra and Russell is one example, but when you were talking, it also reminded me uh, whenever I hear uh, Megan Good and Devon Franklin speak about how they manifested each other and uh, particularly well they both talk about their own traumas and how they um, were approaching relationships prior to um, joining together and uh, of course we're all more familiar with uh, making good but uh, that that's what popped into my head when you said that well I mean it still applies the fact remain is you know they found someone who like I said before mirror where they are Inside, deep within, um, I remember for me, I was in a relationship, in fact, engaged to someone and I thought that was love. Like we were, you know, together for a long time. He was my fiance. I was excited to get married, even though we technically should have never been together, but we mirrored each other because we were both abusive to one another in our language. You know, we both didn't realize that it wasn't love. It wasn't a healthy love um, because I didn't do what I needed to do to make sure I recognize that, hey, the way you're speaking to me right now, I don't, I don't like it. I don't deserve it. I didn't love myself enough to, to say, and I don't, I don't want you talking to me this way. I didn't adhere, and you taught me this, and I didn't adhere to my, my um, non-negotiables. And what did you say to me the other day? Um, you have to know your non-negotiables and then never negotiate them. Right. And I didn't do that. I, ne I didn't do that back then. I used to make excuses and thought it was cute. But now, if you was to come at me and talk to me crazy or even raise your voice, it turns me off. Like, it makes me repulse. Like, I can't even... I can't even... I can't even entertain a conversation with someone who who would even think to talk to any woman less than she's regal. So you're not going to clap back with the first of all? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know no. if that was a separate journey. Mm -mm. Or just, okay, I'm repulsed. No. I'm not going to engage with this. But you're going to get this work. Nah, I don't even yell. The funny thing is, like, in relationships now, I, I don't even yell. Like, you yell at me one time, I, you got it. And that just disappear. Like you don't even know. You're like, what? What happened to love? She's gone. <laughs> She's gone. Love block. don't live here anymore. You block on social media. You can't get my phone. Like I blocked you on my phone, and I'm not even arguing with you. 
I'm not even going back and forth. Like, and don't get me wrong. I don't think that you can't have disagreements, but I'm not engaging in hostile arguments anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't even want a man who don't understand that he can take a break, go boil some tea, take a sip, calm down, and then come back and talk to me. I just don't, I just don't. Tea? Tea. Maybe, <laughs> we ain't got no crown in the house. You know what I mean? Can I sit some, some crown if I'm. Tea. It mean... takes 15 minutes to boil tea. Take 20 seconds to get that crown. No, but I need you to have enough time to calm down. Calm down. Simmer down. They say it takes 20 minutes to to get the anxiety and angst chemicals out of your bloodstream. So that's why I say boil tea. Go boil <laughs> some water. Then come back and try to talk to me because I'm not doing the yelling. I'm not doing the carrying on. You can express yourself without yelling at me. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I can't even see you dating a hood rat girl who want to be clapping and carrying on um absolutely not right i think what you're what you're saying is what you're letting people know is at least this is what i'm hearing you don't attract what you want you attract who you are that's it and that's a hard um pill for people to swallow because like you said we start off by saying i want my mate to be this that and the third um women have their certain things men be like i want to how to be able to cook, have a big booty, this, that, and the third. Those are wants. But who are you? <laughs> so you, uh, if you're not in alignment with that, because that's an outward-looking aspect of manifestation. But if you're not manifesting any qualities within you, then what makes you going to have the same energy that that, that that type of person is going to be comfortable sharing your space with you? So, yeah, it's easy to, you know, say what you want to attract, but who are you to attract that? Um, So you need to do your inner work. You got to do your inner work and then your outer will reflect the inner work. So you until you're not a person that yells, you're going to be comfortable with people yelling at you. But once you establish that I'm not a person that's going to yell or treat other people like that, then you will not accept that. But it's not personal. even just saying it. It's doing the work to know deep down in your core, in your shanana, to know that, <laughs> um, nah, I, this was wrong. This whatever, whatever my dad, whatever I saw my dad do, I gotta heal from that. It wasn't okay that he yelled at my mother. I'm not just saying because my father never yelled at Melva Beckles Steel. Never, ever, ever. That never happened. But I'm just using that as an example. Like, you know, the last boyfriend, he never worked. So now all you ever do is anticipate having to foot all kinds of bills, you know, buy, buy his clothes, buy his toiletries, and you think that you're being a good woman because you do all those things. But there was something that didn't let you recognize, like, yo, I was being taken advantage of, and I don't know why I allowed this to happen. You got to go back. You got to do the work and recognize what it is, heal from it, Work on recognizing when it comes up again mm-hmm. and stopping it in its tracks. Like, no, I don't deserve this. No, I don't like it. 
And it's going to, I'm telling you, you're not even going to be, you're not even going to be attracted to the person. Like it's going to turn you all the way off. I remember I was just recently, and you know the guy, I was like, oh, I like him. He, he's so funny, blah, 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 blah. And at the same time, I'm like doing therapy. I'm in therapy and I'm working hmm. through my traumas. I'm working through the things that made me accept less than behavior, less than behaviors. And then it was like, all of a sudden I woke up and this dude wasn't even attracted to me anymore. And girl, girls, he's, this man was fine. <laughs> I mean, fine. But where he is no longer matched who I was. And it just was like a turnoff. Like you can't, you can't, what you accept for in your life, I would never go for. So no, you can't. You can't be my man. You can't lead me anywhere. I don't. I don't want. Nope. I don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah. So, what I hear you saying is, um, there's a do to do the work, and that definitely is true. And that takes a that starts with self awareness, and the courage to acknowledge yourself. You got to stand in the mirror naked, <laughs> and really look at yourself. Um, so then there's the doing the work part. But then what you're saying is, you got to be. You got to be the work, mm -hmm. um, doing the work, and that transforms into being the work. And once you become something, then just certain things just don't even enter your your space anymore. So it's it's sort of like the caterpillar. Caterpillar is the same organism as the butterfly, but it's a different it's in a different aspect. But um, so the butterfly, uh, the caterpillar eats different things than the butterfly. The butterfly is not going to eat the same things he ate as yeah. a caterpillar. Yeah. Um, but the caterpillar had to do his work. He had to go into the cocoon and really meta metamorphosize um, yeah. the corner work, to transform. Transform, like. And he came and he come, comes out there. I can't believe you got me on here talking about butterflies and everything. We got to <laughs> talk about some Game of Thrones getting stabbed up a little bit later. But the um, the butterfly comes out and it's the same being, but at a different state. energy level, a different yeah. state. And so you even see the same things from, at a different vantage point. Because what you were used to seeing, you're looking up at things. Mm -hmm. Or you're down at a lowly space in, in the moss or on the trees or on a leaf. Now when you become a different version of yourself, you're looking at different aspects of the plane and the landscape around you. And then everything looks different because now you're seeing it from a higher vantage point. And it doesn't negate the experiences that you had as a caterpillar, but it does give you a different, broader perspective. So, and this is a constant cycle of growth and regrowth. Yeah. So you you'll never arrive at it. You just it's just a new uh, it's just a new grade. Um, you you know you're not gonna fit in the same, and you shouldn't fit in the same um, desk. That's why, you know, they move you from third grade to fourth grade. <laughs> right. Like, you can't stay in the third grade for five years. You're going to have to move on. And, yeah, you congratulate yourself on moving to the fourth grade, but you got to move to the fifth grade as well, too. So don't be the 15-year-old in the third grade class. At a certain point, you got to look at yourself. It's not the teachers. It's not the lessons that they, they're giving you. It's what you're doing, and you got to become a fourth grader. And hopefully graduate from high school and more and more and more. But. Right. But you know what else is a key component to everything else, to all of that? The person you with got to be at the same place 
in wanting to continue to grow because eventually if you're continue like you let's say for instance we meet each other where we are if it, it clicks it it it's like magic and it works out and we're destined to be together eventually because I'm still doing the work if you don't do the work you're not going to be attracted to me anymore so the person you with got to be in the trenches with you doing that work wanting to grow, wanting wanting to be better for you and for your family and most importantly for themselves. It's a constant cycle. It's a constant like it's like you meet somebody where you are and you guys got to be looking outward, planning together like we're going to keep going. We're going to keep this is what we're going to manifest together. And I'm going to continue doing my inner work to be a better me. That way we can have better results. I heard this recently. A lot of people have an idea that love is staring longingly into the other person's eyes. Nope. When really love should be you two staring in the the same same direction. direction. Yeah. That's really it. And that's, and it can't be like, okay, you just following along with the other person's vision. Like you staring out outwardly like, okay, well... I guess if you see that, I, I see it too. No, be honest. Well, no, I don't want to look straight ahead. I think the direction for me is going to be to the left. And be honest with yourself, like to say, and not be scared of the lonely. If it turns out that you no longer, you and him no longer, or you or her no longer have the same vision. Because then that's going to be resentful and it breeds resentment, excuse me, and you're not gonna want to be with that person, and you're just sitting in, sitting in resentment, and that's gonna cause like an internal breakdown for you. So let's go back to the beginning when you said, mm-hmm. you know, what she had to do to. Um, so what's the what the prayer was? The prayer ain't had nothing to do with him. The prayer was make me a better me, heal me for, for all. From, from all the traumas that I hurt, that I had um, in my life. Allow me to forgive myself. Allow me, you know, show me a new version, a new vision for myself. And I pray that the person that comes to mirror me have the same type of focus, same type of drive, same type of vision that I have to be better for our future. But with that... Mm-hmm. That type of surrender and prayer means that what you look for externally from a mate may not line up with what you previously thought you wanted. It's because, not. It won't. Because before you might want to got to be six three, this, that, and the third. It ain't even but, gonna matter. Correct. <laughs> when you fully graduate to a butterfly, people feel yeah. like, well, I'm ready for what you got to bring. Right. I'll be more open to it. And then five eight guy uh, hunchback come, and you're not ready for it. Right. But when you're truly ready for it, you'll know from the feeling and not from the external yep. lining up of this, that, and the third. Yeah. So we look at Sierra as this little fly, little you know, dancer, real hip and everything. And then Russell is the ultimate, you know, kind of like square, kind of, you know, straight lace kind of. Cornball. And that's sort of the stereotype that we look at or whatever, but it matches because their internals match. Match. So, yeah, ladies, if you want a Russell Wilson in your life, you got to do the work. You got to heal. 
You got to say goodbye to all the things that you used to know. All the men that you used to think like, oh, okay, he was so good at this, so good at that, blah, blah, blah. It's no, it don't matter. Because Russell could have ran into her at the same time she met Future and she, she wouldn't even She pay wouldn't no even pay no mind. She would, I know she didn't. Because there's no way that the same, the same person, the same girl, woman who could kick it with Future would even, he, he wouldn't, she wouldn't even... Hold Russell Simmons. Russell, what the damn man Russell name? Wilson. <laughs> I ain't christened him. She wouldn't even hold his attention. Right. So I think what you're saying is a lot of. Tell me if I'm wrong. A lot of these women are waiting for their Russell Wilson instead of becoming their Sierra. Exactly. Right. The seek is not about the man. It's all about you. And men, it ain't about the woman. Because, you know, we like, oh, Russell is the come up. But she, she, Sierra could have been a come up for him. Right. We don't know who she, who he was dealing with. I before. do. Who? You can go back and Google it. Who is it? I'll show you afterwards. I don't even care. Just tell me. Just say it. She exactly what you're talking about. Busted. Right. And ratchet. And not worthy of who he is at this moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well then, see, there we have it. This was a great conversation. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Thank you for your insight. You know, I... Now, was I right about your prayer? Oh my gosh, you was right. That the pair includes I am or I surrender. And it definitely is. It's definitely a place where you're praying that I am becoming a new woman in my thoughts. I'm becoming a, a new woman in my actions. I'm becoming a, a new woman in in everything, every aspect of my life. And I'm letting go of all that stuff. I surrender all of that pain. I surrender all of that trauma. I forgive myself. I forgive my mother. I forgive that bully in, in junior high school. I forgive my sister or brother. You just got to let it all go and start anew. So again, like really do the work. Do the work. Do the work. <laughs> Do the asshole work. <laughs> Do the work. Like, I'm telling you, work, you will be better. Work, work, work. And it's ugly. The work is ugly. There are many days when I just... Derek can tell you. I'm like, Derek... <laughs> I want I can't do it. I can't. I'm tired. I'm crying. And but I promise you, you'll feel so much better. Men, don't be scared. Go and talk to somebody. Go find a therapist that you can relate to and get rid of that shit. Oh, <laughs> I didn't want to curse. Sorry. <laughs> get rid of it. Get rid of it all because it's not doing you any favors. Or transform it because you don't really get rid of it. You see it in a different way. Like you got to get rid of it. You got to flush it out. But I mean, it don't hurt no more. It, it don't it, hurt no more. Right. It's, I, it's like, not gonna hold you down. You got to flush it out. You, I'm not. Talking, I don't I'm even not wish. I don't even wish that it. The stuff that happened to me. I don't even wish for it to not to like. I, I don't even say, oh, I wish didn't ha this didn't happen. Like, I really be like, oh, yeah, this happened. It is a part of my journey. And I got to learn how to deal with it. I've learned how to deal with it. And in a way that it doesn't affect me. It's not popping up 
in other ways. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't come up because in, in my, in my speech, it didn't come up in my thought process in another form. You know, I don't have, I don't have those, those moments where I'm scared to speak up for myself. You know, I, I, I'm, I, definitely defend myself. I definitely speak up. People be like, dang, love, like, <laughs> you ain't easy. No, I'm not easy. No, I'm not easy because I did a lot of work on me. That way nobody could take advantage. Nobody can take me for an idiot. <laughs> and you're not gonna and I'm not going to tolerate. Mm -hmm. So, uh, wow. I, I, I really, really... I feel like I, I just completed an assignment that was divinely given to me. <laughs> and I'm so happy that you were able to help me convey these thoughts and these ideas and just made me like, again, just do the work, y'all. I can't and wait to leave and start praying and doing my work and yeah, I mean, do you pray often? Every day. Okay, good. I pray too. My prayer changed. It's less, and it don't even involve no man. I pray for my enemies to get. Oh no, let me stop. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with the quote of the week, and I thank you so much for listening to this very important message. All right, we'll be back. And we are back. We are back. And I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. You know, it was a tough conversation, but it was a necessary one. And, you know, I really, really hope that you, you know, it spoke to you in a special way. Like when Derek told me, you got to know your non-negotiables and never negotiate them, it spoke to me. It was like, that is it. That is the perfect way to wrap up all of that in one. Know your non-negotiables and never negotiate them. So, you know, I really do thank you for listening this week. We are we will be back next Thursday at 7 p.m. So you can look forward to another insightful conversation. Derek. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. Thank you. You enjoyed it? I did. Will you come back? Absolutely. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I want to make sure you, that you, I felt you. So I'm going to ask you, you again. You don't feel me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to leave you with the Oshun quote of the week. And it is, he or she who treads the path of love walks a thousand meters as if it were only one. Again, that is, he or she who walk, who treads the path of love walks a thousand meters as if it were only one. All right, you guys, I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay blessed, stay black, stay beautiful. Until next time, bye. Bye, y'all.